Welcome to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. In this program, we take a fresh look at some of today's challenges from the economy, education, politics, security, defense, and much more. You'll be prompted to see and think about things just a bit differently. Now, here are your hosts, Ambassador Harry Thomas and Chief Alex Morales. And welcome to The Spotlight. We are your hosts, Ambassador Retired Harry Thomas. And I'm the Chief Retired as well. Uh, today we got a great guest, very interesting guest. Harry, who do we have? Our guest is Dr. Annabelle Manalo Morgan, who has a PhD in cell and developmental biology from Vanderbilt University. She is a, a mother and a spouse, very interested in business and how uh, cannabis can change lives. Um, so we want to talk to her about life savings, about her business, and also about her time uh, <clears throat> in living in, in Canada, Nashville, and her parents, her family. She's Filipino, so that's family is always number one. Well, Dr. Annabelle, thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the Spotlight. Thank you. I am not retired, but I'm happy to be here <laughs> with you too, and, and I'm happy to have this discussion and, and really have some fun today. Absolutely. Well, please tell us who is Dr. Annabelle Morgan, uh, Manalo Morgan, please. Um, so you can call me Dr. Annabelle. I'm a mother of five, um, one girl, four boys, 12 years old and all the way down to one years old. Um, <laughs> my husband's a Grammy award-winning reggae singer. His name's Gramps Morgan. Um, oh, wow. Morgan Heritage. So, um, you know, we have a very interesting family and, an, and an, a very happy life here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I got my PhD in cell and development biology. So my focus over the years was cancer, neuroscience, um, a new topic called cardio oncology, where we looked at chemotherapies and their effect on heart disease, okay. which was a, a really incredible and, and interesting field. Um, but more recently, I would say over the past five years now, I've been diving into medical cannabis globally and um, consult many different countries, many different companies, and really pushing to enhance the medical side of medical cannabis. Wow. That's <laughs> super interesting. So I was reading, right, about uh, you, and I, I found it kind of very, very interesting because you bring in the gap with the application between uh, scientific knowledge and discovery of plant compounds. Can, can you describe how come, you know, how did you decide to say, you know what, let me look at this? Yeah, so, you know, really incredible story, actually, and the reason why somebody with my background even looks at cannabis, um, you know, here at Vanderbilt and at a lot of other academic universities. And of course, big pharma in 2016, cannabis was still on the fence, still is on the fence with a lot of people and a lot of governments um, because of the recreational side of it. But for me, my third child was born in 2016. Um, we thought he was perfectly fine but he ended up having a stroke 
and was having uncontrollable seizures. He was having about 200 seizures a day as a newborn baby. And uh, so immediately we're in ICU and, uh, you know, we don't really know his path moving forward. They tried every medicine possible. It wouldn't work. Medically induced coma. And ultimately, when he turned five weeks old, they ended up doing a surgery that's actually never been done before, where they removed 38% of his brain. Um, All of his left brain is pretty much gone. He's missing his whole occipital lobe and his whole temporal lobe. And so, of course, left controls right. We were told he would never use the right side of his body, would never eat on his own, and, and would pretty much have severe development and, uh, you know, have a, have a hard life, hard quality of life. So at two months old, we bring him home and, you know, we're people of faith. I think that's the Filipino part in me and my husband is Jamaican and we brought him home and we just did everything we were told to do. We gave him his medicine. We took him to therapy and a two month old doing therapy is pretty much, they're just moving his arms around and moving his head around. Um, but when my son turned six months old and was still no different than a newborn baby. He had not developed at all. I figured that I needed to take the scientific side of me and and put that in charge. Of course, I was the mom uh, for, you know, for that first six months. But then I said, well, maybe God made me a scientist for a reason. And I just started reading and and researching and would come across little pieces of information about cannabis But there's just not enough data there. So I would just fly by it. Um, And then I got kind of desperate. And I thought, well, that's what science is about. It's about discovery. And long story short, I went into the lab between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. when I knew the cameras were off. And I was in there every day for a month. And I created a cannabis formula for my son. And I told nobody uh, except for his father, of course. And I just replaced all of his medications, cold turkey. And I started putting this formula through his tube where he got his food. And in two days, my son's eyes came into view, which we would never see his right eye because he's missing all of his left occipital lobe. In two months, he started crawling and he was not favoring left over right side. And at 14 months old, he was walking. And today he's five years old, he goes to kindergarten. He's no different than any other five-year-old and he has no developmental deficits at all. So that story brought me very passionate about the plant of cannabis, but I also realized that having that story still was not going to be enough to change the minds of my colleagues who just tell me, wow, what a miracle, that's incredible because he's one story and there's no data behind it. Right. And so my initiatives now are to put the substance behind all of these amazing stories we hear about and actually do the science where most of the cannabis industry has been about the trend of it and the branding and the products. Right. Um, My interests are more into taking a more traditional route collaborating with real scientists and at academia and doing research so that we can actually make specific cannabis medicines, whether it's 
making it with another medicine in collaboration or making it a standalone medicine, but making proper cannabis medicines for specific conditions or disease. So that's, that's the aim as, as we stand right now. That's great. Let's step back. That was a wonderful answer. Oh my God. So <laughs> impressed. Impressive. Uh, but let's step back. Tell us about your childhood. Um, I grew up in Canada and mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, Canada, really small place in the middle of Canada with my parents who are both born in the Philippines um, one brother, five years older than me, Russell, and I played basketball. I mean, I was smart. It was good in school, but all I cared about doing was playing basketball. And I grew up in a very traditional Filipino household. My mom was, you know, the the hierarchy in her family that sponsored all of all of uh, her family from back home. So I grew up with cousins that never had shoes before, never saw snow in their life, didn't know how to use a fork that I'd have to share my room with and the bathroom. And and so I grew up around a lot of titas and and just a lot of Filipinos in my house. So, um, you know, it was a fun childhood, but I was very busy. I played basketball, volleyball, tennis, and, and uh, you know, did very well in school, obviously. <laughs> that what is- position you play in basketball? Point guard, you know I'm not tall. <laughs> well, the best basketball player in our family was my mother, who won, was a point guard and won the state championship. So <laughs> I didn't get her genes, though. But um, my my uh, daughter's uh, boyfriend's um, sister lives is a nurse in Saskatchewan. So wow. it's a, yeah, small, small world. But I want to talk about something else for a second. I have a cousin who got his uh, PhD in biochemistry from Johns Hopkins. Oh. And he introduced the story of Henrietta Lacks to me. Hmm. Do you know about Henrietta Lacks, the woman I who, don't. she is the woman who uh, went to the hospital bleeding in 1951. Okay. African-American woman. And without her, she died. And without her permission or anything, she was the first uh, immortalized human cell line. And they've used her cells to, cr- it, it multiplied. And they used her cells to save people around the world, millions. Her cells are, were unique. Um, Johns Hopkins got very wealthy off of that. Her, her children got nothing. They still live in poverty. And a couple of years ago, the university established a scholarship program, but nothing for her. Her children and she died, as I said, in 1951, uh, without having given permission, even for uh, for that. But her cells are are unique. Uh, great legacy, Henrietta Lacks, uh, but a tragedy for her family. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Harry, what was the the, the Filipino food that I just tasted uh, the other day? Lumpia. Oh, so you like lumpias? <laughs> That's my favorite. So I, I, I actually am the unique Filipina that will not eat pork or shrimp. Um, so, but I still eat lumpia, but it has to be made with ground turkey, which my mom just <laughs> gives me. I mean, she's like, how can you be Filipino and you don't eat pork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't. But yeah, lumpia adobo staple, right? Like lechon. I love lechon. I, 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 I give Puerto Rican lechon to Harry. It's like, hey, it's good there. It's good. I don't yeah. even like looking at it. Oh my god! <laughs> That's really not. 
<laughs> well, Dr. Annabelle, just talk about uh, Masaya Medical. Please. Sure. So Maxaya Medical, um, my husband and I, you know, after all of that happened with my son, when he was about one years old, um, it's different people started calling me. Remember, I'm not a physician. I'm a scientist. So I don't mm -hmm. I don't treat patients. Right. Um, but people would just approach me, just friend of friends. Hey, Annabelle, my sister's got cancer. My daughter's got MS and you name it. It was like, for some reason, people were sharing this word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. And, and no, I hadn't even told people about my son at this point. Oh, wow. Um, but I would say, Hey, you know, I think I could give you something to help relieve that pain from fibromyalgia and help with the symptoms of the chemotherapy from cancer. So I was giving people different cannabis products that I found very safe because I did testing on them. And I mean, there were miracles that came out of those, those uh, little, little networks and, and people that have reached out to me. So my husband and I decided that, you know, why don't we come up with a research and design company that holds that product that I made for my son, which is the Messiah 3000. And so Messiah Medical pretty much has one product, but it's not focused on selling products. It's focused on research and creating research initiatives so that we can make more products for more patients and we can have more stories like my son's. That is, that is fantastic. What I, what I don't understand is your colleagues, do they still retain the skepticism? Are they still saying it's a miracle that this can't be repeated? Some some are, but a lot are, you know, now on board mm -hmm. and have even offered to help and, and do some science themselves because they see how I'm I'm controlling this mission and how I do want to do the science behind it. Um, so some are more, you know, getting more comfortable. Remember, this happened five years ago, mm -hmm. um, but it's still just I mean, we're in a box. Scientists are, are very odd and we, <laughs> we are, you know, we're odd and, and we're very much by the book, probably a little bit too much, but everything, you know, we need to talk about is the state of the world right now. And, and everything is up for grabs, right? Nothing is confirmed. So um, everything's like an experiment right now. So yeah, they're, they're coming around. It is curious because you told you, you where you were talking and telling your story, you were talking about how you were doing the boring thing, in my view, the way I interpret it, which is was the research, you know, the, the not so cool thing you were trying to do, you know, go back to the basic and how that led you to the result. Can you talk about how the boring thing is what led you to get the results? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just doing the groundwork, right? Um, so I think we're going to go for a break. And then I can kind of tell you about that in more detail, if that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> if we're doing the groundwork, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Join us every week for the spotlight with the ambassador and the chief. The ambassador is host Harry Thomas and the chief is host Alex Morales. Together, they bring you different views on today's challenges from politics to education, security, defense, and the economy. The ambassador and the chief, along with their guest experts, outline new perspectives and lively discussions. Tune in to the spotlight on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Again, that's support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Now back to the spotlight. And we're back with the spotlight with Dr. Annabelle. Hey, thanks, Alex. Clearly, uh, listeners, you know that Dr. Annabelle is a genius. It is amazing what she's able to do and combine. And in the first segment, she was talking about the groundwork that she laid to enable her further further research and her results. So let's continue with your groundwork, Dr. Annabelle. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, thank you. I mean, the groundwork, which, you know, okay, it might seem a little boring and, and it kind of is right. Um, It's not exciting talking about failing a bunch of experiments day after day after day to, to get, it's more exciting to talk about the end results. And it's more exciting to obviously talk about the miracles that can come out of all of that groundwork. But you know, it's, it's really what nobody talks about because maybe it is boring. Um, what you don't know is sometimes not very interesting. And what you don't understand and cannot relate to is sometimes not very interesting. You know, there is a, a very open scientific gap, particularly in the scientific space, to do that groundwork, which is what I kind of d- did to, to solve this equation for my son. And that groundwork is understanding what are all these different molecules and compounds that are in this plant. I mean, we always talk about what it, how it makes us feel and how it smells and what the different strains are, but there are over 130 compounds of this plant. And and these compounds are ones that you guys have heard of CBD THC, those are just two of over 130 that have potential medicinal benefits. And that groundwork is kind of ignored, to be honest with you. Um, So, you know, in in talking about what I wanted to do for my son, when I was thinking about it, it was to make sure that whatever I gave him was not going to harm him. It was to make sure that there was not going to be any drug interactions. He was on seven medications at that time. 
And, wow. it was, and it was to make sure that, you know, you can put something in your mouth, but how much of it are you actually getting? So it was to make sure that the delivery of that cannabinoid or CBD or molecule to make sure the delivery of it actually got to his brain. So, you know, that's the groundwork is all that scientific process that needs to be done in order for you to have a formulated product. Hey, doctor, now I got something else came up when you were talking about your son and all the groundwork you did. That treatment, is that specific to him? So if somebody else has something, would you have? Yeah, please explain that. Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing about cannabis is that it has molecules that mimic ones that we make. And that's, in my eyes, that's what we call natural. And that's why you've never heard anybody overdosing on cannabis or smoking Mm -hmm. weed. Um, But when you look at those molecules, it does what's called promote homeostasis. Homeostasis means balance. When we have a balance throughout our body, cells within our body work to reduce inflammation, wherever that inflammation may be. And at times there's inflammation we don't even know about. We only know it's there once it starts hurting and bothering us or causing problems. But inflammation is probably the biggest issue we all have, especially here in America. So when there's missignaling, like you see all these kids that have autism or even people that have anxiety or any kind of neurological disorders and headaches or PTSD, when you think about those people, they have shortages in neural signaling, which basically means cells need to communicate for things to happen. And when they can't communicate, there are shortages there. So the formula that I made for my son was really just to promote balance. I knew that he had a young brain. I know those cells are moving like crazy and they want to develop. I took him off of all the medication that he was on that I felt were bombarding his development. They weren't allowing his brain. There's so many side effects. They weren't allowing his brain to work. And so I created something that was really just giving his inner cells that he already has its existence and and the ability to to fast forward. So I call it a baseline or a foundational drug that for him, it did that. For me, it can give me clarity when I come talk to you guys. For you, Harry, it can help your knees if you have bad knees, right? So it it really just promotes with, with a friend of mine. I gave it to him for a headache. And what he noticed it helped him with was acid reflux, okay. right? So there's imbalances within us that we don't even realize we have. Something like I made for my son works to balance that out. Not only it is impressive what you're talking about, because what I like about is, you know, people are talking about CBD and the first thing they go is to the recreational. Oh, you know, and but you using it something in scientific value to help some people. And that really admire and I like that a lot. I appreciate for everything you're doing to, you know, to bring it alive. But you not only help your son, you also help somebody else in your family. Can you please share with our audience? Yeah, um, well, my dad. Uh, My dad, and this was before I was even a candidate for a PhD. So I was still in school at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., And I got a phone call that my dad had three months to live. Um, So he had esophageal cancer and had the surgery and everything, but it metastasized and spread throughout his whole body. 
his lymph nodes were so big, you could just look at him and see them sticking out of his neck. Um, so I told him, I, I was like, oh, dad, don't worry. I'm in DC and, you know, he's in Saskatchewan. So I'm criticizing the healthcare there. And I'm saying, you know, just come, just, just give me all your results and I'll get my mentors here to read it and you'll be okay, dad. So he sent those results over and they told me, Annabelle, go home. Go be with your dad. He doesn't have a long time to live. And oh, there's, wow. there's nothing that can be done. So, um, you know, I ran home and I refused to, to take that as an answer. And I looked at my dad and I said, dad, we're, you know, you're not leaving. And I looked at my brother and my mom and I said, we're going to do everything. We're going to walk with him. We're going to believe we're, and, you know, I just researched and put together every kind of natural regimen that I can find. So this is before I even understood science, right? This was just pushing for the natural because if they said he can't have medicine, well, you know, and Saskatchewan, he can have something. Saskatchewan, you know, there's a lot of, of native Indians there. And they have, just like Filipinos, they have a lot of natural um, remedies. And so, I mean, I hammered my dad with green tea and honey, blackberries. He walked every day. He steamed room. And 30 days later, they told me my dad's cancer was gone. And so that was 2008. Yeah, it, it sounds simple, but it was, I mean, it's incredible. That, that was 2008. And my dad just retired last year. And he's actually going to meet me in San Francisco next week, um, where I'll receive a, an award. So, um, yeah, that that that's a, also a, a good story. That's yeah. great! Congratulations in that. That Thank is you. amazing. Thank you. Uh, I think your tata would say, "Ikawai mabuting anak na babae." Huh? You are a good daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. You know, Filipino dads are hard to please. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he'd agree with you. <laughs> I'm sure he does. What award are you getting? Uh, so I got selected um, as one of the most influential Filipino women in the world. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you. Through an organization uh, called FWN, Filipino Women's Network. Um, which is comprised of, you know, really prestigious women from all over the world. Uh, so people are coming in from Dubai, Singapore, Philippines, um, you know, even during COVID, London, Switzerland. So um, I'm really honored. I haven't had a chance to soak that up. I've been incredibly busy, but uh, it was actually an extensive interview process. Oh. Um, you know, I was very shocked. Mabuhai, I know because I nominated two women. <laughs> Janelle So, who's a TV hostess out in LA, and Leo Campo, who's an incredible woman who immigrated uh, from the Philippines here. And I did the nomination, then they send you more questions. They even send the, the person you nominated more questions. Uh, it's incredible. But I hope that you're in the next volume. Uh, there's a great book about uh, Filipino American women or Filipinos who women who've immigrated to the United States. And it, uh, uh, one of our top guests, uh, Rocio Nunez, Rocio Nunez, yeah, has been the the editor of this. But uh, Loyda Lewis, who's uh, you know the wife of Reginald Lewis, the first black billionaire, is one of the stars. And 
and so many of them. So I'm glad you won. I'm sad that Leah <laughs> did well. <laughs> Harry just so that, found out year, that yeah. his nomination Hi, did not Harry. go through. <laughs> Harry, you should have nominated me. <laughs> clearly, 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 I was on my nomination was weak. Um, but chair, chair, but these, these are good ladies, and I hope you, especially Janelle, may be there because she does a lot of uh, news, has a lot of news programs. But I want to go back for a second. You know, I, I uh, we have kids, as does Alex, but I also teach at university. And one of the challenges we have among students is anxiety. It seems to be so much more than it was uh, when I was going to school. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's better diagnosed or kids are just getting it. Um, but have, have you been trying to work with universities, schools? Because this, I, I, I can't tell you how many of these students, and they should be happy. You know, they're going to university, their life's ahead of them. What a topic. I mean, like you, when I was growing up, I didn't even know anxiety existed. Correct. You know, like, yeah, we get nervous for certain things, mm -hmm. but I just, I don't know what it is. I mean, I have colleagues that think it's the vaccinations. <laughs> um, I think I have colleagues that think that it's just the times with the media and the pressures of the media and how kids, you know, it's some of it is not a reality. I, I remember loving Michael Jordan and just putting him so high on a pedestal. I didn't know anything about his life, his wife, his kids. And now, I mean, you know the color of LeBron James underwear every day, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and it, you can't really relate to him when you grow up in an average income household. So I don't know what the pressures are with anxiety, I, I really wish it would go away because I think we're so fortunate as a people and I try to teach my kids that. Um, but we are absolutely doing studies, everything from pilot studies to trying to figure out molecularly if there's something there. Um, but I have replaced a lot of medications that kids are on for anxiety and depression with the product that I used for my son, which is called Messiah. And Messiah if you guys don't know, means Please. happy in Tagalog. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully, you know, we've been able to take a lot of people out of that anxiety and bring them happiness. And so I'm really, really overjoyed about that because anxiety is just, you know, to me, it's not real. You know, it's, are we getting softer as a people or, or what is it? But um, yeah, that's a great thing to bring up, Harry, for sure. Well, I'm going to turn it to Alex, but one of the things I'm going to, uh, try to do in the next year with you. We've, we've brought um, Asian women to the university. It used to be, they would always be from Korea, Japan, and we started bringing some Filipinos and Filipino-Americans to talk to the young women. Yeah, I would love yeah. to. Anything like that that has to do with kids, I mean, I, that's where my heart is soft. I'd love, to, you know, this year, I'd love to do it maybe next semester when we can do it in person. Okay. Um, because uh, these young women uh, <clears throat> would love to hear from you. I would love to talk to them. I would love that invitation. Alex? Please. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us every week for the Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. The Ambassador is host Harry Thomas, and the Chief is host Alex Morales. Together, they bring you different views on today's challenges, from politics to education, security, defense, and the economy. The Ambassador and the Chief, along with their guest experts, outline new perspectives and lively discussions. Tune in to The Spotlight on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Again, that's support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Now back to the Spotlight. And we're back with the Spotlight with Dr. Annabelle. Please, Dr. Annabelle, please talk about what is Messiah. Uh, well, Masaya is a word in Tagalog that means happy. And we named our company Masaya Medical over uh, the, what it's done for my son. Um, and, and that product that I created for my son lives in Masaya Medical. And we're doing different clinical trials, a lot of research. I mean, research on monkeys, research in dish research on organoids, which are 3D tissues, um, just research to see the possibilities of what this can do for people. Because in a pilot study, which means just observationally seeing when I give it to somebody, what happens, um, children that have had seizures, they go away, people with anxiety, fibromyalgia, um, I've cured Parkinson's with Masaya. So the possibilities are endless, but again, just like with my son, if we don't actually justify it with, uh, you know, real data, then we're always just creating amazing stories, which is great, but let's do more. So Messiah is a platform for the research within the cannabis industry. We hope to flood the markets with quality products that can be aimed to more even the wellness side of life, uh, which may be to help people with sleep, help people with anxiety, because anxiety is borderline condition. It's not really a condition um, to help people with pain. I need to get pain. something like that for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To help. Well, we can't, we can't close anybody's mouths. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's a joke, but it's... it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, we can formulate something for for anything, Alex. So okay, thank talk, you. We can, <laughs> we can talk offline and talk about your internal issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. But, uh, yeah, as Messiah Medical, we're, we're about to uh, actually do a big rollout launch campaign. I've been so patient. This drug is my baby. Um, I don't even like to call it a drug, right? But 
it does fit in that line because it is a pharmaceutical grade product that I'm putting through studies. And, um, but, you know, I'm rolling it out. I have a book coming out with Forbes books. Uh, we're trying to push that out the, the end of this year, maybe around Christmas time. But as soon as possible, I'll, I'll let you guys know on the date of that. Um, and we'll be, pushing, yeah, we'll be pushing out some new products, some new data. Um, I'll be doing a lot of interviews like this, probably not as fun as this, but um, I'll be, I'll be worldwide launching this book. So that'll happen very soon, hopefully before the end of this year. Uh, also, you've been working on COVID. Yes. What's been your experience with, the, it's such, so controversial now. What's yeah. been your experience working on COVID? You know, I've got to obviously be careful what I say, but um, scientifically, it's been very difficult. It's, uh, you know, it's where politics meets science and, and it's really a tough position to be a scientist because you don't have a voice. Um, I will say that I did a therapeutic study in the Dominican Republic. We utilize scorpion venom as a therapy. Um, oh, it, wow. was, it was a repurposed cancer drug that has over 20 years of studies. So it's not like we just took a scorpion and started treating people with COVID. There's a lot of valid data behind this. And we went down there and I mean, we're close to probably a thousand people that not only have been cured of COVID and different variants of COVID, but they can have a negative test within three to 10 days. And that's curing something, right? Not just curing the symptoms of it. So I do that. I do a lot of therapeutic studies. I, since I'm on the cellular side, I'll look at molecular data for different vaccines and, and just consulting, a lot of consulting gigs uh, for different governments and helping them understand, helping them make decisions on the regulatory end. Should people wear masks? Should they not? And I stay very unopinionated and, and very non-controversial. Um, that's something that I learned very early. Well, you can see clearly that Alex is not controversial. <laughs> You've got to hope that his wife is not listening. Uh, but how do you stay non-controversial? Seriously. Um, just be totally backed by the facts, mm -hmm. right? I mean, even when I want to see something, if I don't see it, then I can't, I can't push for it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just totally, I totally lean on the data that's been done. And I do not make conclusions. I uh, think that in this time, we are in a rush to make conclusions and in a rush to come up with a, a headline and a press release. And, and honestly, that's not science. Science takes time. And it's just not fair to not look at this as one huge clinical trial, right? I mean, there's not been any clinical trials done on these vaccines. And so if you're getting vaccinated, you're part of a big study. And, and that's okay, but a study is, is non-conclusive. So it's not necessarily right to say that the vaccine is the best choice and it's not necessarily wrong. Well, we should have you on TV every night talking to America. <laughs> Most... No, we shouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fraught with peril. Fraught with peril. Alex. So you, you talk about the book, right? But you didn't say the name of the book. Are you ready for this? 
yes, you're, not, you're not ready for the name of the book. So I didn't want to give it to you. I thought we were still talking about your wife. Hey, <laughs> she got jokes now, Harry. Look at that. Oh, look at that. You, you see, you're going already in the Harry side. I, you know, I, I am the knucklehead, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And I just came from Colombia, so you're not. You're not. <laughs> Go so my ahead. book, my book, Alex, the title of my book is Mighty Flower. And the mighty flower defines me as a woman of color that has went against all odds to uh, utilize my training and my faith to save my son's life. And me stepping out of that box has given me the ability to bloom into who I am today. So that's where Mighty Flower comes from but it also defines the plant uh, cannabis, which is also still budding and we're waiting for it to bloom so that we can take full advantage of this mighty flower to be able to create more health benefits to the rest of the world. So it's called Mighty Flower and it'll be published with Forbes books and you will hear about all of the fun events that will come with that book launch. Well, we look forward to uh, purchasing it. I am so happy to hear you say that you're a woman of color. One of the challenges my wife had when she came, and she's your complexion. And of course, you know, that causes challenges in Filipino culture and, and families. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, and it's not summertime. I'm much yeah. yeah. than this. <laughs> well, she's, she is happy to be that way, but you know, many of uh, her relatives and friends wear the umbrellas and the gloves all the time. Uh, there's a great singer in uh, California, Charmaine Clamore, who said she was not known as pretty until she came to America. And she... Wow. Yes. Um, because of that. So... That's very interesting. Yes. I mean, I would love to add to that, Harry, that, you know, growing up... So my dad's from Batangas. And he's very, very fair skinned. He kind of looks Chinese. Right. And, um, you know, there is a lot of Filipinos, believe it or not, in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. So we would go to I mean, but we we were all tight. We're one big family. So we'd go to the Filipino cultural centers or to the churches. And I felt like when I walked in, I was like the like, what am I? Why are you guys all looking at me? I can't necessarily say Plus, I was a tomboy that played basketball mm-hmm. and didn't really, you know, it was, there was nothing girly about me. So, you know, I sometimes felt unwelcome within my own community, to be honest with you. Um, and then I moved to the United States and my first city was New Orleans and where you're white or you're black or Creole. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, nobody knew what Filipino was. They, I went to an HBCU, so they'd mm. say, oh, what okay. you mixed with, Shawty? What you mixed with? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I embrace it. I embrace color. And, you know, I, I, find, I find the beauty in it. My daughter is half, half black. So, you know, her hair grade is she has a little afro. And, um, and I tell her all the time that she's the prettiest girl in the world. Well, all girls are need to hear that, and all our daughters are gorgeous. My my mother in law is from Batangas and looks Chinese. My father in law, my father in law is from Nueva Ecija and is your complexion. And um, so, yes, those challenges. It's 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 strange, but yes, New Orleans um, reflects uh, that in 
in the African-American community. But this has been wonderful, wonderful interview. Let me see if the man who's about to be divorced has anything <laughs> else to say. No, everybody want to be a comedian, right? <laughs> uh, no. Um, so what's next, Dr. Annabelle? So, you know, you have done, in my eyes, so much, you know, but I think you see yourself, I have done so little. <laughs> So um, what's next? You know, I like to call it obtaining the end result before doing all the dirty work that's needed usually for the success of that end result. Because if, if I'm done today, I have a healthy little boy that nobody thought was going to be able to do half that he, he does. And if you get a chance, look him up. His name's Macario, which means a blessing. And he's the most beautiful little boy ever. Of course, I'm biased. Um, but if but if that's all I've done, then I'd be happy. But I know that the mission is greater. I know that I've been put in this position and had that success so that I can do more. And, you know, I continue to work with different universities worldwide, collaborate. I understand the value in collaboration. I think that's from basketball, where I know that you can't win a game by yourself. So um, it's a big task. There's a lot of big, high powered people that I have to convince. And, and I've, you know, people have been open arms to me, luckily. So, you know, focus on the research, utilize, utilize my platform with the book and, and with some of the media that I'm doing to get other people on board, get the awareness out um, and just keep pushing. Where, uh, is it possible for our listeners to obtain um, samples or purchased medicine? Yes, absolutely. So for anything, Dr. Annabelle, you can go to www.drannabelle.com, spell out doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R, and Annabelle the long way, A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-E. And then you'll find links to Messiah Medical, which is messiahmedical.com. I'm on social media, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, IG, Dr. Annabelle Official, mm. you'll find me. I'm Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> You've been around Alex too much. Now you're inventing verbs. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a right. I have a right to do that. <laughs> <laughs> has have have there been you're a business person now though? I am. I'm so right. have you have you had challenges raising funds or getting the word out about your business? So many challenges. Um, you know, I, I, I really respect a lot of people in higher positions because I'm learning how hard it how hard it is, how much adversity there is when you're a woman, um, when you're a woman of color. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of sharks out there that want to use your story, use your brand, use your face and, and not play a fair game. And so I've, I've definitely faced a lot of adversity and had a ton of challenges, but I'm, I'm guided. I've, I've got a great husband who, when we travel together, looks like my bodyguards and so not a lot of people. <laughs> mess with me. Um, but I've, I've just I've got a great family and great husband and, and, um, and I'm just super guided. I know my ancestors are with me. So been challenging, but I think that comes with with all success. 
I, I can understand you completely because I do a small business too, and it's incredible all the challenges. And then you look at it to the right and to the left. It's how come, you know? So <laughs> That's much. yourself. Like, how come? Come on now. It's so much. There's definitely a lot of stress that comes with it. But when you have your end goal in place, you'll definitely just focus on, on that light at the end of the tunnel. And when you can do that, you know, the anxiety doesn't come in. Go ahead, Alex. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Harry. No, we <clears throat> we clearly understand understand that. But what's your advice to any woman who or any person trying to enter business? My advice is to you know just stay honest. Um, stay honest with yourself and what your mission is in putting this business together, and what the message is that you're trying to get out to the world, and don't steer off that path. Um, you know, opportunities come knocking as you grow and you have to keep your goal in, in mind. Otherwise, you can steer off of your whole purpose. So, you know, if you're honest with yourself and you're honest with those around you and are not afraid to say no at times, then you'll be all right. I always tell Harry, no is an answer, but I prefer to hear no than nothing. So you're going to have to tell me no for me to leave you alone. That's a, and one door will open. No, yeah, life. and if no is honest, then it's the best answer. Yeah, correct. Well, Harry, take us out. This has been incredible. Well, we want to thank Dr. Annabelle for being our guest. Uh, Filipinos are known as the happiest people in the world, so Messiah is a perfect title. But we're going to give her uh, the award-winning Dr. Annabelle, uh, uh, the last word. Oh, I'll thank you uh, to the ambassador and the chief, my now two favorite retired men working. <laughs> thank you for this awesome, fun conversation. Thank you for getting real stories out, real people. And I just look forward to your journey as you support mine. Thank you. Thank so you. Salama. This was the spotlight with the ambassador and the chief. Thank you for tuning into the spotlight with the ambassador and the chief. Be sure to join Chief Alex Morales and Ambassador Harry Thomas again on the Voice America Variety Channel.